Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Now, the show you'll be talking about. That was not me having an on. In therapy. Socks, socks, stupid socks. Felker and Mass. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Uh, on one hand, obviously a super efficient day for you, but on the other hand, you guys got into the red zone and, and couldn't get into the end zone. Uh, so how did you feel about your personal performance? Yeah, I mean, we won the game. I think, obviously, we moved the ball pretty well today, so that's a fact, and we got to be able to move it through that fringe area better, and we got to watch the tape and see what we can do better, but thought we stayed together as a unit, didn't lose our cool, and worked together to try to win, so... Obviously, Marcus's return was the icing right there on the cake, but that's a good football team um, in a tough environment. They played really well, and you've got to give credit to them, and happy that we won, and that's a great divisional win. So it's a good start there and to this little run we're going to make here. So got to just watch the film and see where we can get better. All right, hi, everybody. Welcome into the program. Felger Maserati on Tuesday, November 22nd. It's a big boy Tuesday. Greg Bedard from our Boston uh, Sports Journal, uh, Brethren, uh, joins us in our Town Fritz Studios. I am remote. Maz Murray, the big boy, again, back in Waltham. And that's uh, Greg's boy, Mac Jones, after the game on Sunday, which we all thought uh, he sucked, they sucked. But uh, not our football contrarian, Maz. People can uh, you know, c- uh, accuse us, me, of being a contrarian. There is no bigger football contrarian than Greg Bedard because Bedard Actually liked Mac Jones's day, didn't you, Greg? Uh, well, I liked. Yeah, I I didn't think it was bad. I'll I'll say that. I mean, I I just at the end of the day, I had him for one plus play, which got wiped out. It was this third down scramble, which should have given them first and goal, but it got wiped out by I think it was a Ference holding penalty, and I had him for two uh, down plays, uh, the sack in the red zone that took that that pushed Nick Folks. Field goal back. Now he didn't have a uh, a ready outlet there, but that's a case where he needs to manage the game and he needs to throw it in the turf and just you know make the field goal manageable. And then I had him for one other minus play. It was the little rollout to Jacoby Myers, and he threw it low. Now I do think Jacoby kind of uh, faded his route a little bit, but still Mac Jones needs to needs to make that play. So I, I just thought it was a one of the things that I thought you guys uh, underplayed yesterday in what I heard of your comments was were the weather conditions. I thought they were significant. It wasn't Buffalo last year, but they were significant, especially the, the entirety of the first half into the second half. I thought that the game, the difference in the game at the end of the day, outside of the, the punt return and the Jets being idiots punting the ball in the field of play, was that... Uh, the Patriots, Bill Belichick, managed the weather conditions better, including their defense. They they adjusted their defense in terms of coverage. They kept everything more packed in. They took away a lot of the 
uh, the short stuff that Mac Jones lived off of in this game, it wasn't as readily available to Zach Wilson. And I thought that was the difference in the yardage in the game, that the Patriots understood what kind of game they were in. And the Jets, defensively, because Robert Saul is one of these guys who just does what he does, I thought that the underneath stuff, the easy stuff, was more readily available to Mac Jones than Zach Wilson. And I thought that was largely the difference in terms of uh, the, the yardage differential in this game. Maz, you want to weigh in? No, no, keep going. I'm still getting logged in here in this chaos. Okay. Well, big boy, you still have problems with the offense, though, right? So separate what your your feelings with Mac Jones are versus your problems with the offense. Yeah, I mean, my my problems with the offense mostly center on the offensive line. I, I, I just think that it's, it's you know, it's not dysfunctional, but it just it – just does, it doesn't work. Nothing works. It's inept, Greg. Yeah, and, and you know, individually across the board, I think you could say – say that guys are getting worse as the season goes along. I don't think that, uh, you know, they're, I don't think the play calling is enhancing the offensive line either in terms of accentuating what they do well and, and, and play into that. It's the same thing with the passing game and Mac Jones. And the I do think the offense was better in this game. And I think on a better day, weather-wise, I think that the Patriots probably score some more points and probably get up you know, in the 400-yard, um, you know, area, including Mac Jones probably, you know, in the threes. And I and I think they make a few more plays down the field. But I thought that the – off I, between the 20s or the 30s, I thought the offense was better. Uh, you saw once, once they got inside the Jets' 40, I think that really highlights their – uh, their inefficiency as far as play calling, approach, execution, all that stuff. All right, folks, you want to weigh in? 617-779-0985 is your phone number. Bedard, as usual, joins us until 4 o'clock. What is your overall feeling on the team? Gregory, are you optimistic going forward into this stretch or pessimistic? Even though you think Mac Jones was better than we do, you thought it was, uh, I don't know, positive? Yeah, I think that... I think that I am neutral on the team at this point. I don't think that they've shown me anything one way or the other. Um, you know, whether they're to be taken seriously, I think that they can play defense against, uh, you know, lesser offensive coordinators, lesser quarterbacks. Um, you know, the, the pass rush has been consistent. The coverage is good. But, you know, what they're going to do in these final seven games, I, I have no idea. It could go one way or the other. I mean, if you want to be a pessimist, you look at what they've done the previous three years down the stretch and, and how is that going to be any different, you know, now is it going to be, I can't tell you one way or the other, uh, but I am, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm decidedly in the undecided category as far as this. Okay. Good. What would make you believe a little bit more just in terms of the defense? Do you need to see them play like another stud quarterback or a really proficient offense? Well, I'll say this. I, I don't know if I'm ready to say it. Maybe I'm waiting for the Vikings game on Thursday, even though, you know, that's a short week and the Vikings are dealing with some key injuries. And, and so we'll have to see what kind of shape they're in, as are the Patriots. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the deciding thing. I, I do think that the Patriots are – you could make the argument that their defense this year is better than last year's at this point. I mean, I, I'm not ready to write it off. I, I think that it, it, it could be possible, and I'm – Definitely leaving myself open to that. I think the big thing is is just 
the offense. I know the defense here. I know the defense is going to play well enough for you to win the game. But the offense, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen anything that tells me that against a decent team that puts up a decent amount of points that they're going to be able to answer the bell. I just don't know that, and and that's the biggest reason why I can't buy into this team. I mean, right now they're a below-average offense. Can you win in today's NFL that way? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Uh, But listen, let's do this. Let's take an early break because my connection sucks. Everyone's wiping down. You can call up uh, and load up the call screen for Greg at 617-779-0985, and we'll get right to you and more thoughts right after this. How would you like to come home to a bartender who will fix you any cocktail you want? I'll have an old-fashioned. I'll have a margarita. Now you can with the Bartesian Home Cocktail Maker. Bartesian is a sleek machine the size of a coffee maker that makes premium cocktails at the touch of a button. Choose from over 50 different cocktails, from classics to the most exotic premium cocktails served in the best bars today. You'll always get freshly mixed, perfectly balanced cocktails with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. And now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever at bartesian.com bartender. Entertaining? The Bartesian is ideal for parties. No need to stock all kinds of individual mixers for complicated recipes. Every guest gets the cocktail of their choice in seconds. The Bartesian makes a wonderful gift for anyone who loves a fine premium cocktail. Now get Bartesian's best Black Friday deal ever. It's available right now, only at bartesian.com slash bartender. That's B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com slash bartender for Bartesian's best deal ever. Only at bartesian.com slash bartender. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Now, more of Felger and Mad. Now, on, on, on the Sports Hub. Football is truly chess on grass. And every move dictates another move. So let's go to this game. Belichick calls timeout with 26 seconds left to go. All right? He calls he calls his second timeout. Now, do you think he's calling a timeout because he thinks he's going to get the ball in field goal range with, with, with time to go in the game? Do you think he's going to do that with 26 seconds to go? The Jets called timeout on second and two. He didn't because he was like, okay, I'm not letting this. But when it got to third and one and they, and they lost two yards, he, he wanted to force a punt. He wanted to force a punt. This, this is Parcelsian. This goes back to Bill Park. Make, make the other team punt. Make them execute. Okay, so he, he calls timeout. Salai is sitting over there on the sideline wondering about how bad his quarterback was playing, I'm sure. <laughs> wondering about, like, I can't believe this guy, but we'll get this to overtime. Of course, naturally, he, he sends his punt team out on the field. They double the gunners. Once you see that the gunners are doubled, you know Belichick's got a return set up. So the only way you can lose the game or not get the game to overtime is if you let them return it for a touchdown or you let them return it where they can get it in field goal range. And so, naturally, what would you do? What would Bill Parcells do? What would any coach who understands situational football do? He would have punted the ball out of bounds. Told his punter, I don't give a f- what you do, punt it out of bounds. Because the only way we lose the game is if they return it. If you punt it out of bounds, we can't lose the game. We'll get the game to overtime. 
naturally. They punt it straight down the middle like a fucking fly ball at center field in the World Series, and they take it to the thing. And everybody blames Zach Wilson, which he deserves to be blamed. Salai will never get any heat for that call. I was texting a friend, and he was saying, oh, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't why they lost the game. All right, welcome back to the program. You may have missed some of that because we missed a we missed a second one. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, Those listening so, on the stream win again. Oh man, I don't know what you all picked up, or what you didn't, or where that cut off. But we missed a second a second something there from Mike Lombardi. Jimmy's gonna beep it, and we'll we'll play it again. But oh, that just was b- great. before we get going, I mean, so he's not wrong. He's not wrong about that. You know how stupid of it was uh, of the Jets to punt that ball away. And yes, Bills dialed in on special teams. And yes, it helped win him. Like, I, I, I generally agree with all those things. How condescending. Like, the way Lombardi, which means Bill, but the way Lombardi talks about football and talks down to his audience about football is that master is that just that's just so off-putting the way how condescending this guy is yes and here's the other thing is like he called it chess on grass except chess on grass okay the play that he described or the decision is checkers that's basic yes that's as basic as it gets you kick the ball out of bounds the only way they're going to hurt you and forget the touchdown if they get a big return and they get in field goal range, that's it. That was the only way they were going to hurt you. And these jackasses kicked it right down the middle of the field. <laughs> well, and the other thing, and, and, and I love Lombardi. I think he says a, a lot of smart things on his podcast. And I learn a lot from listening to him. But the uh, talking about the timeout like it was some stroke of genius. Right. Like, I think even Brandon Staley would call a timeout there. Of course you call a timeout after the, the ball's in – inbounds and there's still what 26 seconds left uh i think that's right yeah 26 when they snap 26 yeah. seconds left they take the time out of course you take it and make them punt because you know you never know augusta win the guy drops the ball like right, you never know snap, any one of a million things guy you you make him field it he muffs it i mean he gunner olszewski's the thing you don't know anything could happen so you know yeah, they managed the the situation correctly there. It doesn't mean he was reinventing football. I mean, that's a, anybody makes that choice there. Oh, it wasn't brain surgery. That's the part that, you know, like, <laughs> so again, we're giving Bill credit for, like, the most basic thing that, you know, 90% of the coaches would have done or pick a number. I don't care whatever number one you pick. The, the stuff that makes Bill different is the stuff that other people don't think of, okay? That one was a basic one. It's like, we're going to... You know, we're going to give him credit for that. Now, that said, I will give Lombardi credit for that f bomb because that, we, is, that is the most I've liked Michael Lombardi in his entire career. Jimmy, can you, can we, um, did you clean that up? Can we play the whole thing so people get the full flavor and just naturally they punt it straight down the middle like a fly ball at center field in the World Series. <laughs> that was brilliant. Uh, play the whole thing because the whole thing's good. Football is truly chess on grass. And chess on move. grass. Can I just stop again with that? Like, what what, what kind of a-hole comment is that? I mean, I mean if, you, if you mean the chess on grass that I've played, 
Yeah, it's not too bad. <laughs> so he means it in a compl- completely yeah. different way. Yeah, a different kind of meaning. Yeah, Naturally, yeah. they punt it straight down the middle like a fly ball at center field in a World Series. I mean, uh, just just real quick, give it, to, give me the whole thing. Football is truly chess on grass, and every move dictates another move. So let's go to this game. Belichick calls timeout with 26 seconds left to go. All right, he calls he calls his second timeout. Now, do you think he's calling a timeout because he thinks he's going to get the ball in field goal range with, with, with time to go in the game? Do you think he's going to do that with 26 seconds to go? The Jets called timeout on second and two. He didn't because he was like, okay, I'm not letting this. But when it got to third and one and they, and they lost two yards, uh, he, he wanted to force a punt. He wanted to force a punt. So would everybody. This, this is Parcelsian. <laughs> this goes back to Bill Parcelsian. Make, make the other team punt. Make them execute. Okay, so... He, he calls timeout. Salai is sitting over there on the sideline wondering about how bad his quarterback was playing, I'm sure. <laughs> wondering about, like, I can't believe this guy, but we'll get this to overtime. Of course, naturally, he, he sends his punt team out on the field. They double the gunners. Once you see that the gunners are doubled, you know Belichick's got a return set up. So the only way you can lose the game or not get the game to overtime is if you let them return it for a touchdown or you let them return it where they can get it in field goal range. And so, naturally, what would you do? What would Bill Parcells do? What would any coach who understands situational football do? He would have punted the ball out of bounds. Told his punter, I don't give a f- what you do, punt it out of bounds. Because <laughs> the only way we lose the game is if they return it. If you punt it out of bounds, we can't lose the game. We'll get the game to overtime. Naturally, they punt it straight down the middle like a f- fly ball at center field in a World Series, and they take it to the thing. And everybody blames Zach Wilson, which he deserves to be blamed. Salai will never get any heat for that call. I was texting a friend, and he was saying, oh, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't why they lost the game. So there you go. It's just he's right, but it's just so freaking condescending the way that Lombardi talks about it. Yeah, but uh, he, even he says it, though, Mike, like the, as we listen to it the second time, even he says it where he says, what would any coach do? Kick it out of bounds. So if any coach would have kicked it out of bounds, blame the jackass who kicked it down the middle of the field. Don't give Bill all the credit because he called timeout. Like, that's, okay. that's just ridiculous. We'll get to your phones in one second. Kevin back there, do me a favor. Jimmy, just reset the board for me so I could see the names. Re- real quick, uh, Greg, you think that if the Jets had played Flacco or Mike White in these two games, the Patriots lose both of them to the Jets versus winning them? I think they have a better chance. I mean, look, after going back and watching the film a little bit more closely, like I didn't think I didn't think Zach Wilson was horrible in this game. Did he miss, did he miss some throws? Uh yeah. I mean, the Conklin throw, they had he had the one that bounced off McCourty's chest. He had Conklin uh wide open in the middle of the field. Jabril Peppers got beaten off the line. He catches that. They're in the red zone. They're in business and Zach Wilson just he didn't have his shoulders the right way. The footwork was terrible, and the ball sailed. And I will say that as the game went on, and this is sort of the difference between Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, Zach Wilson just lacks mental toughness. And and as the game kept going, if the game went to overtime, he probably would have thrown a pick six you know, for the Patriots to win. It's just he can't play disciplined football for 60 minutes. Like, he did it for about a half and up until – you know, he missed the Conklin throw, and he missed the Berrios throw. But there were also – he made a couple other nice throws. The third down in front of Miles Bryant, 
that was a dime throw, like in time with anticipation, right out of the break. You know, there was another low one that he threw that was really nice. Um, so you know, so you see it, but uh, you know, I, I just think that uh, Mac uh, Zach Wilson just he, and his post game comments fed into it. He just lacks this mental toughness, and until he demonstrates that, he might never. Uh, he's not going to be a good quarterback. He lacks. He lacks okay. mental capacity. Is what he <laughs> lacks. So, uh, Greg's got more on Zach Wilson. We were showing you his tweets up on the simulcast. Do you think he's a football contrarian now? Wait till he talks about more about Zach Wilson and his game on Sunday. But as promised, we'll get to your phones. Let's lead off with uh, – uh, hold on, Kyle. I'm sorry. We're going to do some football here. How about Ryan in the north end? Go ahead, Ryan. Hey, uh, yeah, so, Greg, I, I guess I just didn't realize that we're paying to watch professional weathermen out there. And the only reason I'm saying that, your first positive comment was, oh, Bill and the Pats managed the weather better. Yep. Um, I know we're just talking about one game, but to Felger's point yesterday, the only reason why that comment means anything at all is because they're playing a crap bag team with a crap bag quarterback who averaged less than three inches per play in the second half. And so against any functional quarterback... Well, we- let me jump in, Ryan. Let me jump in. Because certainly Bill beats up bad quarterbacks, no doubt about it. And you put a bad quarterback in bad weather, Bill's going to win that most every time. He did beat Josh Allen in bad weather two years ago with Cam Newton. He beat uh, Lamar Jackson in bad weather. So, like, in a weather game, I'll take Bill. You know, Greg, I mean, I'll give that to him. Mm -hmm. If you're playing a weather game, I'll I'll give it to him because – Lord knows, like, he gets all horned up for that stuff. He'll go out there on Friday and measure the wind and da-da-da-da-da and the long snapper, snapping off the right hip versus the left hip and, like, setting up a punt return on this side versus that side because of the wind gusts. Okay, great. Great. So can you guarantee me down the stretch we're going to be playing in 30-mile-an-hour winds and outside and in, uh, and in moisture and all this? It's like outside of a weather game, okay, what is he going to do against the good teams? That's where, you know, that's a question to ask. Ba- totally valid question. I mean, absolutely. You know, but, um, you know, I'm just, I, I already anticipated sort of like, my, you know, my column off of the game. Like, look, football happens. Sometimes the weather is crappy. And sometimes you're going against a crappy opponent. So guess what? You only win 10 to 3 or you're keeping it close. That's called football. Every game is different. Just because they didn't score more points doesn't mean they played bad. It doesn't mean your quarterback sucks. You know, sometimes you have to manage a game. It's not pretty, and that's what they did on Sunday. For once, I don't think they need to apologize for that. I mean, could it have been better? Sure. You know, but they managed the game better. They realized looking across, you know, what that quarterback would do as the game went on in those conditions that he's not very tough, and they played into that. And in the end, it paid off, and they won. And sometimes that's just good enough, and it doesn't mean anything else other than just that Sunday they did enough to win. We'll talk about the Vikings you know, later, and maybe it doesn't work against those teams in the final seven games. But for this Sunday, it was fine. And, yeah, you should have consulted your weatherman. <laughs> Steven, Florida. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, Bedard, I can't believe you're blaming Max play on the weather. The quarterback what, what was wrong with his play? He sucked. How about the okay, knee dive? That, the knee dive for, that was a, a yard short of the first down. He's an unathletic. He's a pedestrian quarterback. He does. He now, granted, the offensive line did not do him any favors, and I get that. But he cannot make a decision on who to throw the ball to. Like when? Give me an example of when. Uh, just he, go ahead, Greg. Just, I, I just had him. Ahead. I had him for one sack. Now the first play of the game, 
you could argue that he blew that play. It was they set up a swing pass to Harris on the left. That's why Cole Strange was running out. I liked that play. For some reason, Mac Jones wanted to go to Hunter Henry, and maybe his idea was, I want to get the big fella involved early. And it, and it was there. The problem, which is a problem a lot of the time, still with this damn offense, Hunter Henry's not looking for the ball. Like, half the time you say, oh, well, Max indecisive. There are guys running down the field with their head down. That's just a fact. It's still happening. And you want to indict Mac Jones because he's not Tom Brady. That's fine. Off of this Sunday, when the win was an issue, you know, the Nelson Aguilar play where I think Aguilar sort of mistimed his jump. It was very similar to, I think it was Mims had a very similar play. You couldn't throw the ball 20, 20 yards down the field in this game for much of the game. And so they just managed it. And I thought, Mac, what do you have? Four incompletions? Two of them were drops. You know, I thought Jacoby Myers had one over the middle where he had his hands the wrong way. Could have caught that ball a little bit better. Uh, there was another more blatant drop. Uh, Tyquan Thornton dropped the ball. So that's two of his incompletions right there. So, you know, yeah, it wasn't, you know, the 2007 Patriots. I understand it. But for Sunday, it was good enough. And, and for this offense, it was improvement. Okay. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, caller. We got three up, three down with Bedard. I already sense who one of his ups is going to be. Right up yours if you think Mac Jones sucked in this game. Update with Murray, and then we're right back with the big boy in three up, three down. Come. This on-demand sports hub content is brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Be sure to enjoy the game with a triple distilled, triple cast matured, and triple blended Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. 40% alcohol by volume 80 proof imported by William Grant & Sons Incorporated, New York, New York. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Uh, when when you think about it's hot as balls, Belger. I was hoping for someone with a little more bite. Mass. Man down, man down. 98.5, the sports up. And now it's time for three up. Touchdown, Patriots! Two big throws on this drive by Mac Jones, your quarterback. What a throw on the skinny! I'll take more of this, please. Three down. Put a jacket on him. He don't want to be out here. Sit him down. With Greg Bedard from BostonSportsJournal.com. Three up. I know you're very results-oriented. I get that. Three down. It's a fail all around. Fail, fail, fail. On Felder and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, three up, three down. Uh, with Greg Bedard. It's presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Enjoy the game. With a triple distilled, triple cast matured, and triple blended Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. All right, let's do these quick because I think the people want to get at Bedard uh, on Mac Jones. So I want them to get at Bedard on Mac Jones. Your three up. Who, do them all at once. Who are your three up in this game, As You chime in as well, of course. Go yep. ahead, Greg. So I had uh, Damian Harris as my top up. I, I don't know why they didn't use him more in this game. I mean, he only played, I think, 15 snaps, and I had him for five impactful plays. Uh, I thought he was really good in this game. Uh, Jelani Tavai was my number two up. I thought he was a key guy. 
uh, against this scheme. He, you know, he rotates between inside linebacker and the edge. Does a really good job snuffing out play. Very smart player. Now, you know, I think it can be a liability against some of the better offenses, the faster teams. But this game was played in a phone booth, so this was right up his alley. And uh, Matthew Judon, I mean, the guy week after week just keeps making you know huge plays in big spots. I went yes. D- I went Dietrich Wise, Matthew Judon, Marcus Jones. That play at the end of the game, I can't overlook. It was the biggest play in the game. Three down, Greg. Yadni could just uh, four and a half uh, pressures. He had a rough time. He ended up on his keister a few times. Uh, not a great outing for him. Uh, Cole Strange, uh, while he did not give up any pass pressure in this game, often because he's getting help, because the center, if he's uncovered, turns to him, not Michael Wenu, who can normally handle himself. Uh, but he was pretty much a train wreck in the run game, uh, Cole Strange. And uh, third down was Michael Wenu for the first time. He really... Struggled in this game, uh, particularly in the second half. It, it, it was alarming because we have not seen this out of him yet. So I'm a little bit leery that there might be an injury coming into play with him, which they cannot afford. So just to be clear, Greg, all three downs on the offensive line. Correct. Okay. I could have kept going there, too. Kajus, Trent Brown, Strange were my three. The O-line blows. It blows. There's just no way. And it's my biggest question going forward. I don't know how you fix it. I don't know how you change it. I don't think you can. And if they don't, I can't see them ultimately beating anybody good. Okay. There you go. Let's get right back to the phones with Greg Bedard. Steven Fitzberg, what do you got for the big boy? Yes. Hey, listen, guys. This is the best sports talk show in New England. And every week, Greg, you come up here and just ruin the show (laughs) with this Matt Jones talk. You're like a Matt Jones apologist. I mean, do you gamble, Greg? Yeah. Because I would love mm-hmm. to take your money. I guarantee you wouldn't put any money on this kid. I guarantee it. Okay. I don't know what that has to do with his on-field play, but okay. You wouldn't oh. put any money on this kid. Do you bet, Greg, would, would, you put, would you bet on him in a big game against a good team? I wouldn't bet on the Patriots. It has not, not really anything to do with Mac Jones. Again, like, you know, like do, do we want to get in the whole discussion about how much you know, they've completely ruined this offense with just about every decision they've made. And again, nobody wants to hold the coaches to account because if you do that, then you're pointing the finger at Bill. And nobody wants to do that around here, at least a large, a sizable part, part of the fan base because Brady's gone. Bill's the only thing they have left to believe in, that the magic is still there. So if you rip his coaches, that means you're ripping Bill and nobody wants to do that. And who's hung out to dry? Mac Jones. And look, I grade him every week. Sometimes he, you know, the the first Jets game, I thought he played better than people gave him credit for, uh, considering the amount of pressure he was under. Then it was the next week. I think that was the Colts. I he was one of my worst players that game. He was not. He was right in the middle in this game. So I, I don't. I'm not apologizing for him. I'm just saying he didn't have to do very much. This was sort of like a zappy game, where it's just. Just manage the game. Guy had four incompletions. People are going to come for him in this game. Like, and two of them were drops. Yeah, and the God, other yeah. one was thrown right to Nelson Aguilar, and he mistimed his jump. Apologist. Gino in the car, go. Oh, Jesus. Uh, um, but uh, I don't understand how you can back this guy. Uh, he, I'm not backing him. Look, I'm not backing him. You look in him. his eyes, and you don't see, get on my back, boys. I'm going to carry us to victory. He does not have it. Did they when win on Sunday? Did they win on Sunday? 
killed. Yeah, not his fault. Thank God for the special teams. Three points. Three freaking points. How many games have they won in a row? They've won three games in a row. No, he does not. That is incorrect. It's not true. And in fact, I think they've taken more controls away from him. So hold on. Can someone translate? What did the caller say? What is Greg saying? And then you may proceed. Okay, so the caller said that uh, uh, Jones should change the play, and Greg, you said, no, they've taken that away from him. Expound on that, Greg. Well, first of all, it was largely taken away to start the season. They went to, um, you know, Tom Brady used to be able, and last year, Mac Jones, to a certain extent, I mean, he was a rookie and he wasn't allowed to do a lot, but, you know, he could change plays at the line of scrimmage, and he did that on occasion. This year, they completely took that away. You know, in Matt Patricia's grand scheme to make the Patriots this juggernaut offense, you know, he took away David Andrews' ability to change line calls. Mac Jones is now, they're strictly an alert team where it's, you know, it's it's the, the play called in the huddle or the second play. That's it. One or the other. He can't change the play. I don't really think he can change the direction. Like, if they're stacked left, you know, he can't switch it to a, a, a run to the right. I think he could change it to whatever pass is tagged off of that. Again, I don't know. I'm not in the huddle. I'm telling you what I see on film. And after the bye, you know, I think Mac Jones is doing even less of that. So they might just be saying run the place as called. That's that's where I think most of this is on. So, you know, that's a bunch of bull crap that Mac Jones can change the play at the line of scrimmage. Just patently false. Okay. You, you think this Mac Jones commentary is bothering you? Wait till you hear him on Zach Wilson. That'll come your way in a long commercial-free segment next. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Folks, this is your pilot. We have to land immediately and hurry to the Xfinity Black Friday sale. Now through December 5th, learn how to get HBO Max included for one year with internet. Drop everything and get to the Xfinity Black Friday sale. Go to Xfinity.com today. Restrictions apply. Add supported version of HBO Max. Under services. He's humble. Why you need us. Very humble. You, you need us. Mike Felger. This is why you have me. The humble half of Felger Mass on 98.5, the sports hub. As an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. no. Thank you. What do you make of how Zach Wilson handled that? I think it's pathetic. And I think it reeks of insecurity. One of the hardest things to do as a quarterback is get to that point where your teammates truly believe that you feel like you're not better than them. Quarterbacks always get treated better. You get special treatment mm. because you're the quarterback, and you have to work so hard to get your teammates to believe that you don't believe that you're better than them. And one of the ways you do that is you take every single bullet. You make sure that no matter if it's your fault or not, that when you go into a press conference or whatnot, you sit there and say, it's on me. I, I don't care if the receiver runs the wrong route, if the interception's not your fault, if the fumble's not. It's I have to be better. When you lose, it's I and me. When you win, hmm. it's us and, and we. Okay, Dan Orlovsky with some uh, pretty consensus commentary off of Zach Wilson, his play and his post uh, game performance as well. 
Uh, first, before we get some more reaction around the league to Zach Wilson, who's about to lose his job, Greg, again, give me your thoughts on his day and what are people missing? Well, I mean, just first of all, let me just say that he, the way he carries himself in his post-game press conference, I mean, you know, even the stuff during the week, I mean, that just that stuff can't happen. So um, I'd indict him just on that. I'd send him to the bench just for that. And I guess, you know, Sala... I guess had a long meeting with somebody, could have been ownership, could have been uh, the general manager before he, he had his press conference yesterday. It was delayed like almost two hours, I think. And then he came out and he didn't guarantee Zach Wilson his job. And just for his post-game comments, I would do that if I were Robert Sala because as a quarterback, you cannot conduct yourself that way. Orlovsky is exactly correct that the quarterback has to take all the hits, even if he doesn't believe that he's at fault. He he needs to do it. That's just the way good NFL teams, you know, function. Uh, but as far as on the field, um, you know, I didn't think he played horrible. I'm not saying he played well. I would, you know, I would probably give him – I didn't grade him out in this game, but I would probably give him a, I don't know, a D plus. Uh, but, you know, if he hits a couple more – I thought he made more plus throws. I didn't have any plus throws for Mac Jones in this game. I would have had Zach Wilson for at least two or three in this game. But, again, he can't, in a big spot, like the Conklin pass over the middle, he has to hit that pass. He hits that pass, the game completely changes. And he didn't set his feet, his shoulder pointed the right way, and he just sails it. Same thing with the Barrios play. And, there, you know, there were a couple other throws like that. Uh, I do think that the Patriots did a really nice job. They spied him in the second half. Most of the time with Mac Wilson, I thought that was a good adjustment I think that the uh, the Jets and uh, Zach Wilson came into this game wanting to scramble a little bit more. We saw that effectively in the first half, and I thought he was managing the game up until that Conklin throw uh, really well that way. But I think the Patriots did a good job of taking away the scrambles and also taking away the short throws, which both teams wanted to major in in this game. But uh, the Patriots took it away. They adjusted their defense, and I, and I thought that that made Zach Wilson's day uh, that much worse. Greg, Mac Jones or Zach Wilson? Uh, well, I mean, I, I said I said Zach Wilson on TV. I, I can't get past the comments. Like I'm not I'm not entertaining. And you know, again, I'm going off of when I said that on TV. I'm going off of just the talent. Like I, I haven't done any research into his background. I don't know anything about him. I know he wasn't a he wasn't a captain at BYU, which is a huge red flag for a quarterback. Um, but the way he's carrying himself, I just have to I have to eliminate him until he proves that he can grow up. So I okay. guess I'm taking Mac Jones. Okay, we've got some movement. All right, how about some more commentary on this uh, player from around the league? How about potty mouth there, Mike Lombardi? Uh, <laughs> Lombardi, I don't know if he swore in this one, Jimmy. He might have. I don't know if we got it, but, uh, well, you'll hear it on the replay if there is a swear. Go ahead, Mike. I know the, the, the politics side of it thing is that he's a first-round pick, so you can't really bench him, but, man. I think you got to try to find I mean, why I, can't you I bench would, him? But they're not. But is the owner going to let you bench him with all that's invested why can't in you? Zach Wilson? If, you, if you're interested in winning, you got to bench him. Like at some point, look, we, we've we've seen this now, right? We've seen him play really shitty against Pittsburgh. He played good in the third, fourth quarter. He brought him back against Miami. He played good in the fourth quarter. But every time they've let him play in the game, whether it's the Patriot first game, I mean. I mean, he tried to throw three interceptions yesterday. Yeah. I mean, McCourty dropped one right in his hands. I'm going to stop there just in case. Okay. <laughs> I played the wrong foul. This is my fault. 
No, no, it's, I, I think it was. We just uh, there were some swears in there. What I love do? it. <laughs> is, is he like liquored up or something? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy and Lombardi. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right. Again, I, we just got. I some like more. drunk Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, how about Colin Coward? Ah, uh, no, Wilson, Jimmy. Let's hear Coward. He didn't get a lot of help from the run game, and Belichick's a great coach. I wasn't expecting him to throw for 240 yards. 160, touchdown, no picks, make smart plays, but you got to complete more than nine throws, and when the game's over, you got to own that you stink. So it's the little things. But again, you know, he is very reliant on the spectacular. It's why I compared him to Johnny Manziel. Yeah, Mahomes can do spectacular. So can Burrow. But you got to be accurate. In 20 starts, he has one game with a passer rating over 100. It's consistency in this league. You got to be able to hit the stuff in the flat, the curl patterns. Got to pick up third down, first downs on third down. That's the league. You can do an occasional spectacular thing, but coordinators, this is not the Mountain West Conference. You know, you're not you're not facing Troy or North Alabama where you got grad assistants actually putting on a headset. No, this is like they take away the spectacular. They make you play left-handed. I just don't see it. Maz, you still uh, – does this guy have no chance, Maz? Zero. Yep. I, 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 okay, so look, again, I mean, I, I'll give him 1%. All right? I'll give him 1%. Just nobody's really a zero. You give uh, the right talent to the right coach in the right environment, you'll probably get something out of him. But everything that, that people are saying about Zach Wilson is true. It's true. He can't function in a sort of structured environment. He's just not capable of it. I, 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 first of all, I don't think he's smart enough. I don't think he cares to be smart enough. He's not accountable. And I'll tell you what, until Greg said it, I had totally forgotten at the draft that one of the questions with him is why wasn't he a captain on the team? And I think we are now seeing it. I'm talking about BYU. Why, how is a guy like that who's the number two pick in the draft as a quarterback, how is he not the captain, a captain on the team? And I think we're finding out why. Because he's a knucklehead. He's a complete knucklehead all the way around. Okay, big red flag, the captain thing. I think Charlie Weiss pointed that out. Was he the one that really pointed that out? Uh, yeah, I know he did the podcast with Sosi and Ted Johnson at one point, and it was brought up on that. So, I mean, it's a salient point. I mean, it really is, and you are seeing why. That, that guy can't be the leader of anything. The big defender, you know, next to Greg Bedard now. I'm not. It, stop. Don't <laughs> even start with that, Mike. Yeah, is, is Chris, people actually listen to you. I don't know why, but they do. <laughs> it's uh, the delivery. Yeah. Chris Sims. Chris Sims was all horned up for uh, Zach Wilson in the draft stuff. And so he's, you know, I'd been left there to defend his take, which, again, we all would do to a point. At some point, he's got a bail. I don't think he has yet. Here's a chunk of his of his podcast uh, the other day. It's a longer cut. I think they go and play some of Mac, uh, excuse me, Zach Wilson's post-game sound, but you get a flavor of the, the spot that Chris Sims has been put in and his defenses of Zach Wilson. Go ahead, Jimmy. How does Zach Wilson, if possible, fix these mistakes? Seems like his footwork in the pocket's off. He's not seeing the field clearly. Wide receivers are frustrated. And Dan Orlovsky pointed out that he might not even know his own playbook. Now, you've said all this, some of this stuff already. Yeah. Um, but do you that's see a, the well, footwork I, stuff? That's kind of a low of blow by Dan Orlovsky. I mean, I can't really lie about that just to yeah you're gonna show one place on one play on twitter not really know the rules of the play and then say the guy doesn't know a playbook 
I mean, I got respect for Dan big time in a lot of ways, but like to just throw that out there again, he played like crap yesterday. I know it hasn't been beautiful. I don't sit here though through the five game win streak and come away and go, man, he's missing plays and throws all over the field. You know, that's how I judge it off of, you know, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. And I'm not afraid, even though, because I made the guy my number one quarterback. I don't give a <laughs> Like, I'm not. I, my <laughs> ego is Got not that, that one. big, and nor do I care Thank to, God. like, say, hey, I was wrong, and this guy's playing like crap right now. I mean, anybody that's been listening to me knows I will do that. Yesterday was crappy, but it was a <laughs> offensive performance, right. too. And then that's they true. got, you know, got they have, to me, one of their biggest <laughs> problems is some of the young guys just talk too much. That would be the other thing I'd, talk, I'd say. You know, Zach could answer that question better. Garrett Wilson's got to stop acting like he's this, like the state of the union addresser of the team now. Like he's he's been around and gone to seven Pro Bowls. You know, you got Elijah Moore talking like he's a he's a bona fide superstar and he should be able to just call for the ball and I should be traded when I want to be like get out of here. So those are some of the biggest issues around this issue as well as far as the Jets. But that that was ugly and we'll see. I'll watch this film and I'll let you know. And if I see people wide open, then. I'll go, man, Zach was horrible. Yeah. But I know in the game two games ago he, against the Bills, he was really good. And I know in the two games before that against the Patriots where it wasn't good, I came away going, there wasn't like four people open the whole day. He threw the ball crappy. I get that. So, you know, and again, the other thing I just want to say is they're 5-2 and two with him as a starter. They're 5-2. and two. I don't, I don't, and it's, it's, it's a weird thing. I know it was ugly, but it's weird. I've Chances. never seen a fan base that roots for their team to fail more than the Jets. Yeah, one that's thing, fun. Yeah, well, the one thing I'll give him is Garrett Wilson. You know, like, that was the big guy calling him out. And the, he's a rookie, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so, like, that sort of screams Jets, too. Like, there's no there's no one there that's – well, I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, I guess there is. But, you know, who's there that's done anything or won anything? Instead, it's got to be the rookie. For, isn't he, he's from Ohio State. Yeah, and there yeah. was also a play where he was, he was covered and he wanted – he was – he was completely covered, and after the play, like he's like throwing a temper tantrum yeah. about how he wanted the ball. It's like, dude, you're covered. Like he, you know, the read was fine. So that I will give him. It's like you got some Ohio State rookie receiver piping off and calling the shot like that sort of. It's Jets. It's the Jets. But either way, all right. Do you, do you dislike Bedard's commentary on Mac Jones? Do you dislike his commentary on Zach Wilson? Let's hear from you right after Murray's 90-second update, no commercial. AIR now has two premier cannabis dispensaries in the greater Boston area. AIR Back Bay is conveniently located in the heart of Boston at 827 Boylston Street across from the Prudential Center, serving adult-use customers. Or check out AIR Watertown, located near Watertown Square at 48 North Beacon Street, serving medical patients and adult-use customers. Our team is eager to help you choose from a wide assortment of premium cannabis products. Join us in the AIR, spelled A-Y-R, in Back Bay, Watertown, or online. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit-forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with the consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR283946, MR283886, Watertown Medical License Number RMD325. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.